The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, friends. This week, I'm going to break your brain. Okay? Just go ahead and get ready for it. Because I'm going to teach you how I flipped my relationship with money. Like, how I fully fixed it. And now make more money than I ever thought I could. <laughs> Without doing nothing illegal. Like, I'm, I have a taxable income. Multiple. So, I've read every single book out there around money like the psychology of money managing money all like the billionaire books where like people talk about how they've made a lot of money and then i've read like the spiritual books around money and the whole money mindset thing i'm gonna pop a couple holes and their little theories and shit like how like they say oh kiss your credit card and say double it back before like when you swipe it girl please <laughs> and as always reading the self-help books helped me a little bit mentally but i had to take things into my own hands and kind of like dig really into my relationship to money to fix it. So I'm going to show you everything that I have on like the next level of money and the energy of it and the spiritual side of it, but also like very much reality realistic. We're not doing the whole money mindset shit. We're not doing the whole manifestation, get a little crystal and like, you're just going to have money just fall out of the sky. We're not doing none of that. We're going to tap into that a little bit, but also get grounded in like what you actually need to do and how you need to fix your relationship to money. Cause you have a relationship to it. You have a specific relationship to money as just a thing. You also have a relationship to getting money and receiving money. And then you have a separate relationship to letting go of it and spending it or circulating it. Some people like to say, so first things first, you got to understand that money is a tool. It's not good or bad. Money's not evil. It's simply a tool to get needs met and to achieve certain things that you want, be able to buy shit. Like, it's just an exchange. It's a trade. It's an exchange in value. If you want electricity, you pay money to get the shit to come on. If you want a house, you exchange money for the equal value of a house. Equal? That's relative. <laughs> Is that the right word? Subjective? So great. We get it. Money is a tool to help you access certain things that you want and be able to buy things, exchange for things, whatever. But money is also a tool to give you feeling states that you want to have. That's the biggest thing off the bat that flipped a lot for me. You can use money to bring about how you want to feel. If you want to feel supported, you're going to spend your money in different ways than just freely just throwing the shit around. There are certain steps you can take to feel supported when you spend money or supported when you hold money. So that's my first perspective that I cracked that helped me a lot was understanding you can use money to bring about certain feeling states. So you have to look at how you're spending money. If you actually want to feel supported, and stable financially. You can't just be running around buying shit that you don't need. You can't just be frivolously just like throwing money around. And that's the biggest thing I wanna say is you gotta disconnect and detach from your idea of what life should be like. Well, all these other people can go out to dinner and go buy all these designer bags and all this stuff. So I should be able to do it. Babe, that's not the cards you've been dealt. So a little bit of a spiritual perspective I have around the whole struggle with money and learning how to fix it and overcome it. Certain people's souls choose into coming into this life on earth with the intent 
of overcoming and learning certain lessons and going through things. So like some people's souls will choose to come into this life and experience not having money and having a poor relationship to it and not having access to it at all, really. Because their soul wants the expansion of what's gonna come from facing that struggle, flipping everything around it and creating the experience of having more money. Other people will choose into a life where they're born into it and they don't have to worry about that. Their soul is not interested in the experience of learning how to make money and the whole struggle and whole like transformation that comes from that experience. So like you kind of can get mad, but you can't. Like your soul wanted this because there's a way through it. This is something your soul chose to overcome and learn to overcome and get to experience. So that's a spiritual perspective that helped me release a lot of resistance around the whole money thing and detaching from my life, having to look a certain way, like this is not right, this is bad, this is wrong. No, your soul chose it. So what are we gonna do now? You're gonna overcome it and you're gonna get through it because that's what you're here to do. When I first moved to Houston, when I was like penny pension and broke, I was eating nothing but chicken, rice, and broccoli. Like I was eating as cheap as possible. And I was like, this should not be it. Like this, my life should not be like this. Detach from what your life should be like. Because if you're someone who has not achieved the level of financial abundance to be able to go buy whatever food you want, buy designer bags, buy clothes, buy cars, buy all this shit, you're gonna be spending in a way that's not congruent with your life. Because it's easy to go out and buy a bag. Buying a bag or like buying some jewelry, it might give you the feeling of feeling abundant for a minute. Like you're going to put it on, you're going to feel good. It's like, hey, yay. And then it's like, you look at your bank account and you got $5 in it. You're not going to feel abundant for long. Like you'll get the excitement of getting this new thing that you want, but you're not going to feel solid walking around life. So that's where you need to face buying things that you want is not going to give you the feeling state of security and stability. Having money in your bank account does that. Having money in clothes and jewelry and shit doesn't give you that. What good is that? It's good for the look. It's good for an appearance. It's good for running around. But you're not going to have the feeling state of feeling secure and safe if all your money is just blown on shit you don't need. To have liquid cash in your bank account is going to make you walk around in life 10 times more competent than if you have a Chanel bag or a Birkin bag or some stupid shit that's like an outward reflection of wealth to other people, like people buying watches and they don't have a car. Babe, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so that's the first thing with feeling states. Like what is gonna make you feel more supported to save the money and have the liquid cash in your bank account or to go blow it on a lot of crap you don't need, going out to dinner, traveling, whatever. I'm not saying you're not gonna be able to buy things you want forever, but you need to start using your money to give you the feelings that you want. So like, for example, with me, I have six months of rent in a separate bank account. I have seven bank accounts and they're all for different things. So I literally have a bank account that's only for rent. I have six months of rent at all times stashed away in a certain account. I also have a set savings account. I have multiple savings accounts, but like one savings account is like, do not touch this money at all. It's like, I pretend it's not there for emergencies, like real, real emergencies to make myself feel safe and secure. Everybody's number is gonna be different. It's gonna grow as you grow. But I have a separate savings where it's like I absolutely don't touch it. Then I have a separate account where I put money for taxes. And then I have a separate account for bills, 
separate from rent, just shit that I need and buy. I have a business account where I put all my money for the business things that I need and everything I need to do. Then I have a separate account that's for my personal spending or whatever the hell I want to spend it on. Having my bank account set up like that makes me feel very organized and in control of my money and it makes me feel stable. Because if you just have one account like I did years ago that I was trying to do everything out of, it's scary because your rent comes out of there, your bills come out of there, your spending money is in there. It's not separated, it's not split. So splitting it all up and knowing that I have it all organized and I can look at what I have for business, savings, spending, all everything just being right in front of my face makes me feel calm and stable and secure. So with the whole organization aspect of how I structure my finances and set things up, it relieves a lot of my resistance and helps me have better experiences and hold higher vibrational states while I'm spending money. Because while I'm out making a purchase for my business, I know it's not impacting my personal life. And if I go buy some dumb shit just because I want to, I don't have any fear or worry that it's gonna take away from my living expenses or my business expenses. Like having everything organized the way that I do is for my peace of mind, when I am spending money, it's not a stressful thing. I get to just go buy what I need to buy or buy what I want to buy and I don't have any panic or worry or fear because everything's okay. Like I've set that stability and safety up with myself to not be in a panic or not be second guessing or wondering every time I'm buying something, am I suffering? Am I fucking myself in another area by accident financially? Like I don't have any of that when I'm shopping or like, buying things I need to buy. So it takes a lot of that stress off and that helps a lot with my relationship with letting money go because I know I'm not letting it go and causing damage to myself in another area. But my whole point behind bringing up, I have six months of rent set aside at all times is having that makes me feel so safe and so like relieved. Like I don't have that stress running around of, worrying about how I'm gonna pay my bills. I know if everything goes to shit, knock on wood, right now, I can at least live for the next six months. I'll be more than fine with that. But like, I know just at least that, I have six months where I can live in this apartment and figure something out. Like I have six months of my expenses for rent and everything just boop, in it's pretty little account. So that gives me so much peace of mind. Could I go and take this money and go buy a car or a watch or some dumb designer shit? Absolutely. Does having the designer shit make me feel secure or does having my ability to live in cash sitting there in an account make me feel more stable and safe and secure? That one does. So I want you to throw away the idea of circulating money, how all these spiritual gurus talk about it, until you have all of your areas and your bases covered. Don't be trying to circulate shit and get into the abundance mindset and the money mindset. Like, don't worry about that. That's gonna come once you have this foundation laid for you to feel comfortable with your financial life. Like, walking around life knowing I have money like this set up in accounts for myself if I need it brings me so much peace. And that's not a peace of mind that you can buy because you see all these people with all those designer stuff and the Lamborghinis and the cars and the jewelry and it's like, they have that. You don't know what they actually have behind closed doors. They might be worried about how they're gonna pay that dinner. They might be spending their last few thousand dollars like paying for the little vacation. You don't know what they've got. But from my experience, before you've actually tapped into having abundance at like the level I have now, 
This is where I had to start. Just using my money for where I felt supported by it and having it in accounts. Like having it gives you that feeling that I mentioned you can't buy. Like you can't just go buy something that's gonna give you the peace of mind that having money in an account for you is gonna give you. That's just something that most people have never experienced or tapped into. And I'm someone who was like buying designer shit years and years ago and didn't really have that much to my name and like that much in savings. Like I looked like I was doing good to other people. What are you more concerned about? Are you concerned about how you feel and the stress that you feel and your mental state and your mental space being taken up by stress? Is that worth having the little designer shit or does having your mental peace and your clarity and your stability and feeling safe. Does that come over buying the designer shit? Like, does that feel better? Which one feels better? You want a bag that bad or you want to feel stable? Do you want to wake up stressing but have a nice bag with no money to put in it? Or you want to feel good mentally? <laughs> and I'm not saying you can't ever buy nice things that you want. Not everything has to feel like supportive forever. Like this is just for the building process of it because once you have that stability down, Going and buying stuff that you want, it's not an emotional experience that is negative in any way. It's just fun. Like for me to go shop now and buy things I don't need or buy things that I'm just like, eh, I want it, whatever. I don't have to put much thought into it. That comes from having the stability and the safety that I've set with achieving the savings that I have and planning accordingly because all of the money that I'm saving, and it's not like saving, it's like, I'm accounting for what's already gonna circulate. Like there's rent, you know that's gonna be circulated. So it's money that's already spent. You're kind of like prepaying it in an account for yourself. So you don't have to worry about it. Like that's not money you're saving. It's just money you're preparing to circulate. It's money that's going away. So knowing that I have my bases covered, when I do go buy some dumb shit I wanna buy, no stress, no worry no panic. I get to go give myself the experience of buying something I want to buy just to do it. And like I said before, there's no fear that it hurts me in another area. But my whole point I want to reiterate is you're not going to have to live like this forever. And you're going to be able to be frivolous and spend money and blow whatever you want. But it's key to do it from the space of feeling stable because you're not stuck in a lack mindset every time you swipe that card of like, oh, what is this impacting? What is this hurting? Like there's no fear. There's no nothing around it. It's just fun to go buy shit. And that's one gift I'm so happy I gave myself is the peace of mind to be able to actually spend money on things that I want and that I enjoy without any fear or worry on top of that. Like it's just a positive experience once you set this up. And that low key turns into me using money to feel happy by going to let myself buy this thing. It's another way that I use money to achieve a feelings that I want of like going to have fun, going to buy shit, send money to my friends, send money to my family, just doing what I wanna do. It comes with just nothing but joy and fun. And I use money to access that with certain things. So that's how I've been able to flip my experience of spending money into a positive one. Like it's no longer a headache, it's no longer a worry. It's such a relief. That's why I really wanted to talk about this in this episode. And like really make this whole episode because I am I just feel so much relief around money. And it used to be the number one stressor in my life for a long time, until now. Like there's still a little bit of like managing that needs to be done, but it's not stress around letting it go, not having it, saving it, spending it. There's none of that. Like it's just a relief. But I do wanna backtrack a little to when you're building this. Like when I was saving money 
while I was building up the six months of rent and while I was building up my separate savings account, that period is not fun. You're going to have money, but you're going to be doing something else with it. So instead of buying things and going out to dinner and like doing all this random crap, just commit to six months, a year, whatever it's going to take you to save this money. Like just let life suck for six months, a year, and just deal with it. Because at the end of that year, I'm telling you, like the security you're going to feel is undeniable. Like live like you are piss poor. Like I said, when I moved to Houston, I was eating chicken, broccoli, and rice. I got real lean and it like my body was like looking good, but I lived like I was poor. I wasn't going out to eat. I wasn't doing a lot of things. I kind of did this in private. Like a lot of people didn't realize I actually was saving so hard and living like I was piss poor. I was making like $8,000 a month. I was doing good, but I was saving most of the money I was making to stabilize myself and get my money where I wanted so I could feel better. And the reason I bring this up is because the examples I'm about to give you are the stupid little things, like the tiny things that I was doing while I was saving and like flipping this whole mindset and trying out having this relationship to money. I'm about to get into a lot of deeper shit with the relationship to money and like the mindset of it, but I wanted to talk about the actual like applicable spending it, saving it, what to do with it aspect first. So like I started asking myself every time I would go to spend money, does buying this thing make me feel supported? Do I feel supported by this purchase right now? And if the answer was no, I knew not to buy it. So like when I would go to get gas, yes, I felt supported because I'm filling up my car and now I can drive the places I need to go. Boom. That's a supported good decision to make with the money you're spending. But I got so intense with this question. I would do it with everything. So like I was reading books about money and the psychology of money and all this and that. And I was going to buy my next one on Audible. And I was like, this $15 I'm about to spend. Like I was watching my money. Like I was like 15 bucks for this book. I was like, do I feel supported buying this? Like I don't want to be spending absolutely anything that I don't need to be spending. I was like, but do I feel supported buying this? And my answer was yes, because I was investing in knowledge that potentially could give me perspective and open me up to a new mindset that would make me more money. It felt like a good supported decision. Like spending that 15 bucks on that book, that felt like a decision where I felt supported with the money I was spending and I felt supported with the transaction. So I bought it, listened to it, didn't regret it. The next dumb little example is I was on a walk and I walked farther than I thought and I forgot to bring a water with me and I was like dying. Like I was like, I need some damn water. Like I'm like, I was low-key a little dehydrated because I was in Houston in the middle of summer and I was just like running around like a dumbass with no water. So again, like even with like a $3 purchase, I walked into a CVS because I was like, I'm gonna go buy some water. And I was like grabbing the water out of the fridge and I was like, does this feel like a supported decision? And the answer was yes, because I was like, I need this. Spending the three bucks on this is worth it. Like I'm about to feel a lot better, be able to walk back home and do my thing. Like this felt like a supported decision. So I bought it and got the water. But I'm talking, I got so serious about this question with every single thing I bought. Do I feel supported or do I not? If I didn't, I wouldn't buy it. Like shopping for bullshit and clothes and random things was a no. But 
when I needed new clothes for dinners, events, and like business shit as I was getting like up in the level of like things I was doing, then it felt like a supported decision of like, I need these clothes for these events and these meetings versus do I need this bag or these stupid clothes just to have them to have? No, if it didn't serve a purpose, I didn't buy it. If I didn't feel supported, I didn't spend it. Basically, the first step to all this is prioritizing and caring about the way that you feel and using the tool of money to contribute to the way you want to feel over the way things look or the way you're being perceived. And I'm someone who's experienced both sides. I've had the image of looking like you have money with all the designer shit and just looking like this. And I was like, I'm sick of it. This is not fun. This is not the way to go. I was tired of this life and I felt trapped. So... Trying on this whole new perspective for life and trying this whole new relationship to money with prioritizing the way that I feel versus the way that I look, this was what changed everything. But now I want to get into your actual like mental and emotional relationship to money itself. What I had to do to realize how fucked up I was looking at money and how bad my relationship really was, I looked at money like a person and like it was an actual, I was in a relationship to money. I had to be really honest and I asked myself, if I were money, why would I not want to come hang out with me? Why would I not want to be with me? What would push me away from wanting to come to Leo? Why does money not like me? That's what I wanted to get very clear on was how was I repelling it or pushing it away? And the first thing I realized is I need to give money I might sound fucking delusional. Like this is going to get kind of insane, but this works. But I said, okay, I need to be okay whether money is here or not, because I wouldn't want to be with someone who was dependent on me and so acted like their life was ruined if I wasn't around. You see what I mean? Why the hell would money want to come and be with someone who can't be okay without it? Like I said in the beginning, money is a tool to meet certain needs. You need to become very adaptable and skilled and see all the other avenues that you can meet needs that you have without money. You need to be okay whether money is there or it's not. And this is a perspective that kind of like opened my horizons because a lot of things that I thought for so long I could only get if I had money, I realized I could get without it. There's other ways of meeting your needs that you have and the things that you want to get or do other than just this one tool. And this tool you need to lean on is yourself, your critical thinking, your new ideas that come to you. Any way you can get what you want without money is like a notch on your tool belt and is going to build your confidence that you're going to have your needs met. Like money is not the only way to do it. Money is the easiest. Trust me, it's better to have it than not have it. But that's not what I was working with at the time. I was trying to figure out how I could make money feel more comfortable coming to me. And my first thing was like, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with someone who needed me to survive. And if I wasn't there, would like die, basically. Not die, but like be dramatic and like act like they were paralyzed and couldn't do anything without me. I don't want to be with someone like that. So I see why money didn't want to fucking be with me. That's annoying. And the next step with that is your happiness. Is your happiness only there when you have money or does it go with money too because that also puts that pressure on the energy of money that if it's not around you aren't happy so it's like this pressure and this resistance to not having money you need to fucking learn to let go of and become okay without it like your happiness cannot be dependent on money that's when i had to practice finding happiness and joy 
in everyday little moments of stupid little bullshit and finding ways to be content and happy and fulfilled and meet my own needs and do the things that I needed and get what I needed without money being there. This is not fun. It's not enjoyable at all, but it is kind of fun because like you start thinking of so many new things and new perspectives and like you realize how creative you are and how much you can rely on yourself and you see how smart you are. And this builds you into a very critical thinker with very good judgment. Like you have your own judgment to rely on and you can like call shots and like come up with new shit that you couldn't think of before. And it's like you set yourself free from this trap of being dependent on this little tool we call money. And my biggest goal is always to bring you back to your power because personal power is huge. And I wasn't doing all of this with money like, oh, I need to show money. I'm okay without it. It's not that you need to show money. You're okay without it. You need to actually get the skill of being okay without it or with it not. It's not like you're proving something to money to earn more of it. Like, oh, I'm doing this so that I can get more. Like, even if you never make more money in your life, it's like you're capped at this one little level of like your salary or whatever it's gonna be. You do not wanna throw your power away by saying I can't be happy because I can't have more money. I can't get these things because I can't have more money. I can't make it or whatever it is. You need to find that in yourself and truly become resilient and not throw your power away and blame money and like have all this shit on it because you know what it's not gonna wanna do? Come hang out with you if you do all that. Like I literally had to personify money in this way to fix everything for myself, like with money. And everything that unfolded after it was like, blah, like all these little books I read, eat shit, girl, all of them. Like they had some cute little information, but really personifying money revealed all this to me. And I was like, huh, now this is where it's at. <laughs> I also then looked at my relationship to money and how I use it because money wants to be used. It wants to circulate. That's what we're going to talk about the energy of money. It wants to circulate. It wants to go around and move around. Money wants to feel of use to you. So you have to start showing money that you're responsible with it. And I literally told myself money has a need of wanting to feel of use for me to achieve the feeling states that I want. Like money benefits when I feel good because I used it to feel that way. Like, does that make sense? Like money wants to feel helpful in you feeling better and accessing feelings that you want. And literally that perspective did a lot. So I was like, okay, money wants to feel used by me. So I need to show it. I'm gonna use it when it's here to feel better and to feel supported and feel secure and achieve the feeling states that I want to achieve because it's gonna wanna keep coming back to me. It wants to help me feel how I wanna feel. So I have to show money it can trust me. I have to show money I'm responsible with it. I'm not just throwing it away on bullshit. I'm using it to contribute to how I want to feel. I literally convinced myself money has needs. And I was like, if I can meet those needs for money, why would it not want to come back to me? Like it made no sense in my brain. Like I had to low key manipulate myself like this. I feel like it's true. This is something I've went into a lot spiritually and like researched out the ass. But these perspectives I've found are not something that were in the books. It's like I had to tap into the consciousness of money on my own and kind of observe everything from that standpoint. So this is what I discovered and this is what really worked for me. So that's my next step. Show money you're responsible with it. 
and you will use it to feel how you want to feel. Meet money's needs. Trust. Now I'm going to take a little second to talk about the sponsor of today's episode because they've got some important things to say about technology. Because every day we're in a silent battle with our devices. Devices that are slowly and stealthily draining us. Our biology is changing to meet the demands of the information age. But why and what can we do about it? If you're interested in finding the answers to these questions and more, you have to listen to the Body Electric podcast on NPR. They break a lot of things down around a lot of misconceptions and scientific studies. And they bring a lot more insight. And in the first episode, they kind of talked about how the whole argument of like, sitting to work and standing to work like which one's supposed to be better and everybody thinks that's standing but they talk about a couple tactics that marketing uses to like harp on that and make people buy standing desks they break a lot of things down in a way that i like and they answer a few questions that you didn't even know to ask especially about technology but body electric is an interactive six-part series that investigates how our relationship with technology is impacting our health from nearsightedness and mass psychogenic illnesses to type 2 diabetes rates doubling in young people body electric is partnering with columbia medical school to find out why body electric touches on topics like tips for parents mental health debunking popular beliefs and provides a feel-good tone with solutions you can take part in I like that they're actually running a study with the listeners like it's an interactive thing and they're kind of doing a study and making everyone test and try the things that they want to implement it's nothing crazy it's not like some lab rat stuff it's just little habits you can implement into your day and then everybody as a group is going to see how they work and how they improve things or don't really improve things to kind of debunk what good advice is around technology and the popular stuff that's being stigmatized like the standing and sitting thing but with the mounting pressures of today's society body electric strives to help lighten your load mentally and physically listen now to body electric on ted hour radio from npr wherever you get your podcasts now back to mine now, one more thing I want to talk about when you're in this building phase of trying to save money and do all this, I swear to God, this is something no one talks about. It's like all these unexpected expenses just pop up and it's like you feel like money is being taken away from you in so many avenues. It's like, bitch, I've been trying to save. I haven't been going out to eat something in my car breaks and I got to spend all the money that I just saved this week on fixing that. But the perspective I flipped into with this is... These are the avenues money wants me to spend it because these are the things that are going to make me feel supported. Like I said, when your car breaks down, that's not something that's up for negotiation. It's like that's a purchase you have to make and money you have to spend to support yourself, to feel better and be able to go places and access work or whatever you need to access. It makes your life a lot easier going to the grocery, whatever you're going to do. That's an expense where money is used in the way it wants to be used for my new mindset of wanting to be used to help me feel the way I want to feel. That's a way money is going to use itself and like an expense will come up and money will get to be used to give you that feeling state if you look at it like that. Because if you sit here and just say, oh, money just keeps flying away and it's like going away, what am I doing to repel it? This is like repositioning the relationship. It's like rebuilding the relationship of this is how it should feel when you spend me. Like I should be contributing to things getting better or being better or helping you. Like here's the money. You have the money. Go fix the car. Fuck going to dinner. Forget doing all this nonsense crap you don't need to do and focus on what's going to make you feel right. Like it's, I looked at it like it was just rebuilding and repairing my relationship through this process. And there are always going to be like little random expenses and stuff. But this is what helped make me feel better when expenses would come up. 
that were unexpected. And I had to feel like I was constantly just like paying out the ass. It's like you're getting tapped into that feeling state. Money wants you to use it to achieve. I also look at it as a test. Like, okay, you have now acknowledged like this new relationship with money. It's like a test. Are you going to do what you need to do? Are you actually going to spend me how you need to spend me? Because you know how I want you to feel. That's how I was looking at it with money. It's like it was a test a little bit of like, are you going to do what you need to do? So now I want to talk about debt and people who don't make enough money to survive. If you need to go into debt for your living expenses for the time being, so be it. Debt is not this like life or death thing. There's so many ways you can kind of like rework debt and make it work for you, but that's a different conversation for like a different area. But going into debt to be able to live and put a roof over your head is fine. If you need to do that, lean on that, do it. But me giving you permission to do that comes with a hang up. It comes with a catch. You have to stop all unnecessary bullshit. If you're going to go into debt for your living expenses because your rent is too high or your groceries or whatever it is, you have to cut everything else. I'm talking going out to dinner, going to the movies, shopping, traveling, stay your broke ass at home and don't be doing nothing else. If you're going to go into debt, that should be your last option. I'm saying if you're at that point where you are not able to get by, if you have to go into debt to pay your bills to live, do the damn thing, like do it. But at the same time, you don't get to be ignorant and play the whole little victim thing and be over here shopping and buying shit and just throwing your rent and throwing your groceries on your credit card and letting it rack up. No, any money you have goes to your bills and you're living first. If you actually don't have enough for that, put it on a credit card. You don't get to use the money you have to go shop and go to dinners and go do all this bullshit you don't need to be doing that you can't afford to be doing and putting your living expenses on a credit card. I'll reality check you, babe. No, we're not doing that. And the main reason I wanted to bring this up is because a lot of people feel like they have like no fallback. But if you have a credit card or you have credit, you have some sort of a safety net. It's not like if your checking account taps out at zero, like you're going to die. Like if you have a credit card, it's there. It's not just what's in your account. You can make debt work for you if you need to survive. Like that's okay. And I just wanted to bring that up because I know a lot of people that don't make a lot of money. And I've been there at times where like you don't make enough and you think this is it. Like this is the end. Like there is no more money. Like what the fuck? Like you panic and you get that like scared feeling. You've always got a little fallback. You can always put your rent on a credit card and then you have a month to figure it out and make some more or whatever you need to do. My biggest thing with this was also buying time. I look at it now, like how I said in the beginning, I have six months of rent saved at all times. So if something happens and I lose everything, I have six months to figure it out and get on my feet. And if you do it for a month, you have 30 days. If you sat down for 30 days and you just thought and worked and brainstormed and researched everything you could about making more money. If you actually use those 30 days, you can make a shit ton of money. People just don't do that. Like you have to be disciplined and do it. And when your livelihood's on the line, girl, rise to the occasion. Come on. But my point is when I say you can figure it out, I'm talking figure out a way to make more money and pay it back. Like you don't get to just put your living expenses on a credit card and go into debt for this and not be busting your absolute ass trying to get out of it and to fix it. Like, 
You fully can and you fully will if you sit down and just do it. Trust me. Like the more you research, the more you focus and the more time you spend on something, you're going to find new ways, new perspectives, new ideas. And when you access new knowledge, you raise your vibration. You will be a match to different things. That's a little bit of law of attraction, but I'm talking about the money aspect. There's always ways to make more money. How much are you willing to put in to learning how to do it? That's the question. The ability to make money is not in question. How dedicated are you to figuring it out is the question. And one more thing I want to say is there are so many people out in the world right now being paid more than you. And they're only half as good at you at what they're doing. So if that triggers you to think that you need to be in a different position or a different company or a different something, just understand that. People are making more money and they're not even as good as you. That's not that something's wrong with you. You might not be in the right spot where your value is being reflected. You might need to move your ass and go somewhere different or go to a different group of people or sell your service or product somewhere else. But I just wanted to throw that little tidbit in there because I heard that a long time ago and it helped me a lot. So next thing I want to talk about kind of piggybacks off the last one. But if you're not making the amount of money that you want to make or you're in debt or you're broke or you're doing okay, you're getting by, you don't have that much extra, you need to sit in that shit. You literally need to sit there. Be broke for a minute. Not make enough money. Actually sit there and be in it. Don't escape it. Don't escape these feelings. Don't run from them. Stop coping. Sit in not having enough money. Because when you sit your little ass there, that is when all the ideas are going to visit you. That's when all of your emotions that are tied to your limiting beliefs are gonna come up. When those emotions come up and you work through them, you find out what the limiting beliefs are. You can break those. Sitting in the pain of not having enough money for what you want or sitting in the pain of being broke, like that's where it all lies. That's where it's all gonna come to the surface and you're gonna be able to actually break out of it. It's not gonna be easy, it's not gonna be fun, but sitting in it is like the biggest step. Like the ideas are not gonna visit you until you sit the fuck down and stop trying to escape it. Basically, this is when the insight is gonna drop in. When you just sit there in it and face the truth of the position you're in and just look at it. Let the water clear, let it settle. Like if there's muddy water, stop for a second. Let it get very clear and you're gonna be able to see through everything. And that's when the insight is gonna drop in. That's what I'm saying, like new ideas to make money, new ideas of things to start or do, people to talk to, places to go, follow that. That's your intuition, sit in it, Get the new ideas, the new awareness, everything that's going to come out of it. Work through it. Sit with those emotions. What are they trying to tell you? Figure out what's in there. Emotions are messengers. They all have one. It's like little balloons coming up to the surface. You have to see what is on the little tag attached to the cord. It's like the balloons floating up and there's like a little note card on each one. Grab each emotion that comes up and look what's the message on it. What is it here to tell me? Because when you sit in that pain of not having enough money or not making as much as you want to make, all the emotions, all the beliefs, all the shit you need around money is going to be tied on the balloons of the emotions that come up when you're sitting in the feeling of not having enough money. It's all going to come up. It's all going to be there. You just got to look at it. One more perspective I have about this. This is funny. This is going to kind of feel very expansive and make you realize like there are so many ways to make money. Every single person on this earth has a different avenue money comes to them. 
Everyone has a certain flow or multiple different streams of income. Like if you just go to a very crowded place and just sit there and look around at people, there's a way that money comes to each of them. And you never know how it comes. Some people die and get left money. Some people are married to someone who has money. Some people are trust fund kids. Most people work jobs. Some people are slinging drugs. Like everybody has a means of money coming to them. Some persons might've been some investment and they're like making money from it. You never know how someone is getting money, but just sitting there and understanding money has to flow to every single person. You're gonna start realizing there's way more ways and avenues and routes that can come to me than I even thought were possible. And that's where you get into like the more abundant and expansive mindset around it all and the feeling state of like, hey, this shit's possible. Like money's not that hard. If you're just working a job and you have this set income, there's so many other ways it can come in. It's not just that way. Like exchanging the whole money for time thing, that's not all that there is. Trust, babe. I tried it, I did it. It sucks. I used to work as a nurse 40 something hours a week. I don't remember how many, too damn many. And I was only making like 60 grand a year. Now I'm in a position, I've made that in a month. <laughs> and I'm just saying this to give you hope. Like as soon as you get your mindset elevated and you fix this relationship to money, the ways you're gonna be able to line it up to come to you, it's not passive. It's not like a passive thing of like, oh, money just flows to me. No girl, you gotta set up these like, what's it called, like pipes for money to flow to you. It's like, you're gonna set up different ways for it to access you and it's gonna come in. But that's all new ideas, that's all new information, that's all new experiences where you learn how to set these pipes up and where these pipes actually are, how you can direct them toward you. Cause there's some that are already set up and there's some that are gonna be brand new that you can set up that whole pipe to get some money flowing into you. But just remember, every single person you see has a means of money coming to them. There's so many more possibilities of it than you even imagine. Just sit with that for a minute. And the last thing I wanna leave you off with is something that you should never fucking say to yourself again or even think. And that's, I can't make more money or I can't make money. Do not ever speak that over yourself again ever. Don't even think that thought again. If you think it, imagine the thought coming up and you getting a gun and shooting it. Do not let that thought come through your consciousness one more time. Do not speak that out loud. Words are spells, babe. Watch what you speak over yourself. I have a whole podcast episode about things to stop saying to yourself, but this is specifically about money. Do not ever say, I can't make more money or I can't make money. Anytime you think that, I want you to switch the thought with, I don't see a way to make more money right now. Do you see the way that feels? I can't make more money versus I don't see a way to make it right now. This flips you from the feeling state of feeling defective. Like I can't make more money. Something's wrong with me, I'm flawed. I can't make money, I can't make more money. Whatever it is, it flips from the feeling state of feeling defective to making you aware that you're just deficient in knowledge or skill at the time being. I don't see a way to make more money right now. That is progressive. That feels like there's something you can learn or do and you feel empowered by that phrase versus I can't make more money. Fuck the defective shit. We're going into empowered. Just remember me saying that. You are not defective. You are just deficient right now. And deficiencies can be filled. Skills can be learned. Knowledge can be gained. You are good. You are set. I promise money does not hate you.
I promise, money's not mad at you. You might just be somebody you don't want to go to. If you need to play this whole episode back to yourself again, do the damn thing. But these are the main perspectives and the things that I switched and flipped in myself and my relationship to money and how I spend and how I walk around this life. This is the main points that helped me and saved me. And now I make real good money. And I didn't think this was gonna be possible, but like you just feel it and you feel different when you do everything I said in this video. And other people can feel it too, because even when I go out in public and I'm not wearing anything designer, like I don't wear a lot of like heavily logoed stuff. I like some logo shit. Don't get me wrong, I love some logos. <laughs> nothing too flashy, but like I love Versace and I always got my little jewelry and stuff on, but even when I walk out with nothing, people always compliment the way that I carry myself and the way that I move and the way that I am. They're like, you just give rich energy. Like you just give rich. And it's all about my mindset and my relationship to money. Like I know I'm gonna meet needs for money. I've done it, I've shown money. I'm gonna meet its need of wanting to help me feel the way I wanna feel. I've done this. This is the whole thing of this. I came up with this relationship to money and I was like, let me try it. Now that I've tried it and done it, here I am to speak about the flip that's happened since I flipped this relationship in my head. Like I'm not just over here talking like a dickhead who read a couple of books. This is my own thing. This is my own perspective and what I did. And I'm a living testimony of all these mindsets and shifts that worked. And it's an energy thing as hell because like I said, people just feel it. Like they just feel when you have a good relationship to money and you feel solid and you feel like tight with money. People can low-key feel when you resist money and you have a bad relationship with it. But I'm gonna shut up and stop talking about that. I hope this episode helped you. Leave me a comment down below if you liked it. And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave this video a thumbs up. If you're watching it on Apple Podcasts, leave me a five stars rating. Maybe it'll make you a little money or something. As always, I will link all of my social media in the description below. If you want to go check it out, go follow me on everything. Let's hang out. <laughs> I will also leave the link to my app and my merch and everything else you need from me. So go just look in the description. It's got everything you need. But that is all I got for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Everybody, be safe. Take care of yourself. Go make you some money, Graf. <laughs> and I will talk to you guys next Sunday.